Hey, everybody. Welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. I'm Dan Schrader. I'm in Portland, Oregon. I promised you we'd be back, and here we are. <laughs> and guess what? Not just me and Palmer giggling in the background. We have surprise special guests. Mike and Colin are here. Oh, the West We're Coast back, baby. contingent of the podcast was getting too powerful. Mm. <laughs> we, uh, we, well, I don't, uh, I'm not sure I can tell that story. I think the real reason we're here is that we were putting babies to sleep last week, reportedly, so that we need some more spice in this podcast. So here they are, Spicy Boys Mike and Colin. <laughs> uh, Michael, how are you doing? Long time no chat. Well, I mean, Dan, I've seen you in person more recently than I've podcasted with you. I'm, yo, it's for the fans. It's for the people. I'm pretending like we we don't talk except I'm, you know since May. I mean, it's just that's the life we're living, where I'm seeing podcasters more frequently or more recently in person than the podcast. I mean, that's the summer break for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, what else is there to say? I'm a father now. Yay! Hey. I think there's that to say. There we go. I think all the podcast listeners, all three of them, already know that, with the with Could the be. likely exception of Pedro. Um, <laughs> but uh, and 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 actually, the Orozco brothers and those are the three listeners. So I guess none of them know that. So I take it back. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm just. I, if Cliff was still editing the podcast, I would tell him, Cliff. Splice in the the end of Kanye West "Touch the Sky," where he just keeps yelling, "It feels good to be home," and just put that <laughs> over just the whole podcast. That's how I'm feeling right now. Oh, that's really nice, uh, Colin. Any any new additions to the family? <laughs> negative, negative. <laughs> wow, negative. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I mean, you could have like picked up a dog. Who knows? I have as much uh, responsibility as I can handle right now. I don't even want a guinea pig. Um, I, since the last time I've podcasted, I've been to Milwaukee, Orozco brothers. I feel bad that we didn't, uh, get together for a drink, but wow. I, I didn't get it together for a drink with anybody. Basically is what happened. Could have had a brandy old fashioned with them. I, that would have been wonderful. I didn't, I went to Wisconsin, didn't have a single brandy old fashioned. Um, Whoa. I mean, and that says everything you need to know about brandy old fashions right there. It tells you everything you need to know <laughs> about, uh, you know how much leisure was involved in that vacation. Uh, it was a jam-packed family, Listen, family affair. As, so, as a close friend of of mine once said, there are no vacations anymore, just trips, yeah, just trips. So. so that was a trip. I'm hoping that uh, I can take a little Christmas vacation from my Christmas trip when I go to uh, Milwaukee over <laughs> Christmas. So we'll see, we'll see how that pans out. But uh, stay tuned. Very good, uh, Ryan. What's up? How you doing? I'm listen, back to back weeks, feeling great. Uh school has kind of started. Uh students come on Wednesday. Uh you know, energy feels good. Energy feels a lot better than it did last year. So I'm 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 on the way to Jupiter, let's say. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> spurs all is, trending up. Yeah, it's, your spurs runneth over. Yep. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, nothing really new going on with me. So, you know, keep on keeping on. Here we are. Looking forward to this podcast. Uh, mostly to be, well, I mean, always looking forward to all of the podcast. But Ryan Palmer has a warm up for us. But before we get into the warm up, can I just address last <laughs> week's podcast, which was, which was beautiful? 
but Palmer, <laughs> please, y- you need to stop apologizing every time you say something on the podcast. Every every statement you make is qualified with like, "This is probably wrong. I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it anyway." <laughs> I just I need you to believe in yourself. Okay. Uh, those are my I, notes from last week's podcast. I will stop saying <laughs> I'm sorry, and I will just say this is probably wrong. So, <laughs> right. baby, baby steps, baby steps. <laughs> uh, good news. Whoever I thought maybe would sue us has not sued us. Is that Tuchel for getting divorced? Oh yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We yet. have not heard from his people yet. yet so yet, yeah, it's good news. Um, I right, like the well, the idea of everything Palmer says is like a, a tr- he's like a um, sporting director making a transfer. He's like, well, this probably won't work out, but we got to make transfers. I got to say something. So here we go. <laughs> I mean, you do have to. It is a podcast. Yeah. The fans literally, something. the fans, you know, will demand that we do this. So here we go. I mean, listen, I came up with the warm up. I I double checked my work today. You're here doing your job. It's you know? probably right. But, you know, <laughs> wow, spicy. I'm going to apologize ahead of time if it isn't. Um, all right. Already. So here's here's your warm up. Um, uh, oh, wait, it wasn't mentioned on the pod. It was mentioned pre pod. Um, <clears throat> there was a Champions League uh, draw this week. Um, the Champions League will start. I can't remember when. Um, this fall groups, groups A through H. Uh, have been drawn. Spurs are in a group. Um, Arsenal is not. That is correct. (laughs) I know that that is right. Uh, And I saw a very interesting tweet. uh, And that tweet said that there is an American competing in every single one of the groups. So we can, we can do, we can do this. uh, What I'm envisioning, and I feel like this is likely the easier, but it's a warm up, right? So, um, I can give you the group and who's in the group, and you can tell me who the American is and what team they play for in that group. Um, okay. And I think that that's that's the way that, that we're going to go with this. You guys, okay? Any any? Okay. Uh, and is, a, is this a group effort? Uh, I can. I'll I'll, I'll pass it to uh, uh, to the to the first player, and then you, if if they don't get it, you guys can jump in. But okay. Um, <clears throat> there are 10, 10 uh, men's national team players uh, competing in the, in the Champions League. Um, amazing. That's fucking this amazing. Time around, which is wild, right? That's great. Good, good for us. Uh, that's great. Group A. Group A. Uh, Colin, you're first. In Group A, it is Ajax, Liverpool, Napoli, and Rangers. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I feel like somebody, one of the keepers, got moved to Rangers. Oh wait, how many groups are there? Uh, I don't know. Eight A through H. Oh, so then there's there's some that are doubled too. There are two Americans in this group. Oh fuck me. Uh, I'll take. Oh man. I was going to suggest that we play this, uh, this trivia style and Mike and I can steal it if Colin doesn't get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm not keeping points over here. I don't have a spreadsheet <laughs> up. I'm not doing anything fancy. Ajax Rangers. It's point one points. Ajax Rangers. Who else? What was the other Ajax team? Rangers, Liverpool, Liverpool, and Napoli. Oh, I don't want either Liverpool or Napoli. Do you want a hint? 
Yeah. Careful. He might give you a wrong hint though, so he can steal. Uh, that's true. Do you? Know, I am. Do you know him? I'm not going to be able to pull the player, but I am like 99% sure Rangers is the is one of the teams you're looking for, if not the only team. There might be two on Rangers. Rangers I don't know, yeah. but there's a Rangers guy. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, so I was thinking he was one of the the keeper that like Stefan got loaned out to Rangers, but incorrect. No, that's wrong. Well, Mike knows it. Mike talking over there like he knows. It. Of course he does. Is it some? It's it's probably some. Sc- Scrub like Perry Kitchen is is at Rangers. Um, <laughs> great, great uh, DC United pull legend right there. <laughs> I don't know. Scrub I legend. don't know. I don't have it. Okay, uh, let's pu- let's put it up to the to the gallery. What do we got? I've told you what I know, Mike. But I think you know it anyway. Go ahead. There's there's two players on Rangers. There are two. There's James Sands. That is correct. Oh. And uh, Malik Tillman. That's that is correct. There's your guy who recently Uh, moved there. That was recently and scored a couple goals recently. Um, Okay, Dan, Group B, very nicely done, Mike. Steel goes to Mike. Thank you, Ryan. Um, Group B, uh, your uh, your teams are Porto, uh, Atletico Madrid, Bayer Leverkusen, and Club Bruges. Oh, uh, Horvath is no longer at Bruges. I'm pretty sure he was. I think that was the uh, whatever league that is that he used to be in. He's no longer there. Um, I don't think it's Porto, but that's kind of the trap answer. I think it's Leverkusen. Uh, And the player. Oh, baby. I just don't think I'm going to come up with it. I think it's Leverkusen. Mike? Mike, tell him, tell him he's wrong. He's right, wrong. Right. He's wrong. Go ahead, Colin. Oh, I think Miazga's at Porto. Uh, no. Miazga's back in MLS. Oh, shit. Now I got to <laughs> yeah. look at where Miazga just was. Porto is not, uh, is not even the club. It is the club. I, I think it's Mike. somebody at Club Rouge, but I don't yes, know who it is. Yes, it is. Uh, and that player is Owen Adesawi. Did I say that correctly? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I am yeah. Uh, not upset that I didn't get that one. Sorry, <laughs> that's, that's out of Zoe. That's very, tough. Very fringe, very fringe national team. Listen, player. he's a men's national team player. He's been capped. <laughs> uh, Group C, Mike. Group C. You got Bayern Munich, uh, Barcelona, uh, Inter Milan, and Victoria Pilsen. You're gonna I give mean, Mike the easy ones? Yeah, come on. I went with Group C. I mean, C. you know. Just play the cards out in front of you. I mean, yeah. De- Dest is at uh, Barcelona, but as discussed on last week's pod, we really need to see Pulisic at Bayern as well. Yeah. So yeah, Dest, it's, Dest, it's Dest one and a half answers. Counting that, Dest is the correct answer. Um, Colin, back to you. Group D. We got Frankfurt, Spurs, Sporting Lisbon, and Marseille. Frankfurt. Who's? No, I'm thinking of Ricardo Pepe. Who's at Augsburg? Uh, Frankfurt is no Joe Scally's at Mönchengladbach. This is an oldie but a goodie. Tim Chandler. Yes, Timmy Chandler. Nice. I, is he even on like the call up sheet anymore? Like, does he even? No. Would he even get a call up? No. Uh, but is he even? Does he play for Frankfurt? 
He's on yeah, the roster. I saw him play like, last year. Does he year, get actually. minutes? Yeah. Well, I mean, last year. Yeah. I saw him play last year. I remember thinking exactly like what we're saying right now. Like, oh, Tim Chandler, hello. I thought, you had, yeah, I thought you could have had like, <laughs> yeah. you know, career-ending surgery this, or something like that. Or, right. I don't know. When I saw this list, I was like, oh, shit. Really? Okay. Um, group E, Dan. Group E. AC Milan, yep. Chelsea FC, uh, Red Bull Salzburg, and uh, Dynamo Zagreb. Pulisic is at Chelsea. AC Milan, uh, Chelsea FC, Red Bull, Salzburg, and Dynamo Zagreb. So Pulisic, but yeah. is there anyone else? I don't think so. I think it's just Pulisic in there. That is it. There's That's nobody it. at Salzburg anymore. Pulisic is, is the correct answer. Okay. Uh, Mike, Group F is Real Madrid, RB Leipzig, Shakhtar Donetsk, and uh, Celtic FC. Uh, Carter Vickers is on Celtic. Mike, you're too good at That's this. really good. That's really That's good. good. That's good. That was, I was I mean, like, Guys, what? know your Scottish league. That's the takeaway from this. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. real. Uh, we got Group G, Manchester City. Uh, this is for Colin. Manchester City, Sevilla, Borussia Dortmund, and FC Copenhagen. Uh, well, we've established that I was wrong about Zach Steffen being out on loan, so I'll take Zach Steffen at Man City. Really? What? Wow, when Palmer's giving you the really, you know, you know you're fucking up. You wanna you uh, wanna try someone from Germany the uh that plays I, at Dortmund? Oh, Gio Reyna. Sorry. I <laughs> did I stopped paying attention, to be honest with you. It's okay. Listen, you fell asleep on on a, a stuffed animal earlier, so we're <laughs> it's okay. No judgment. I fell asleep halfway through that question as well. <laughs> we got group H. This is your last group. Uh, Wait, we got. Can we also just fact check? Zach Steffen is on loan, isn't he? I mean, yeah. that, uh, he's in the championship he somewhere. But he's not competing in the Champions League, right? Right. Yeah, you're so right. you're right. So yeah. I got it wrong because yeah, you're right. I fell asleep on the question. What can I say? It's okay. Yeah. No, that's right. All, all right, your la- your last one. This goes to uh, this goes to Dan. We got PSG. Uh, we got Juventus. We got Benfica, and we got uh, Maccabi Haifa. So I West. believe it's pronounced Maccabi. Okay, Maccabi. I don't know. Uh, West is at Juve, so mm-hmm. that's one answer. But I think we still have one uh, in the pool. We do. And the other teams were uh, from Israel, from, say them again. PSG, Juventus, PSG. and Benfica. Oh, I think there's a Benfica, like, Joe Cannon or something like that? No. Is that the old goalkeeper? Is that Reggie? I'm thinking of Reggie Cannon, I think. <laughs> Reggie Cannon? No, Reggie also, Cannon doesn't play uh, for a good team in, in Portugal. I feel like that's... I can't remember the t- name of his team, but it's... Oh, yeah, he's like a relegation struggling team. Yeah, or I think so. Uh, oh, somebody just went to PSV. But right? This is PSG, though. PSG. PSG. Not, not PSV. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to come up with it. So the other one, Mike, do you want to give this one a shot? I, I think it's the Israeli team because I feel like there's always like a random Jewish American guy playing in Israel. Do you want to do you want to give a, a, a Jewish American last name? Um, Mordechai Greenbaum. <laughs> <It's a> great <laughs> guess. Great guess. Josh Cohen. I haven't heard this name before, but wow. I don't know. 
That is my second. That was my second Josh guess. <laughs> I feel like I just lost to Josh Cohen in the JCC Men's League basketball. Yeah, I, was say, I, I feel like I went to Hebrew school with Josh Cohen. <laughs> so there you go. Those are your. That's that's your warm up. Um, Ten Americans playing in the uh, in the Champions League. That's pretty impressive. And like Spread three out. of them actually on the men's national team, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like those are ten starters. Hey, they could be. Salty, you never know. Greg salty. does some weird things. No. Greg does some I'm, weird. No things. comment. Just it's just interesting that you know one metric of whether a player is good, you would think is like, is he playing on a Champions League team? And actually, those aren't the go-to guys on our on our uh, national team. Yeah. It's just. Josh Cohen just is a keeper, by the way. Ooh. Checks out. I think I've read a little bit about him. That's all. Uh all right. Great warm up. Thank you, Ryan Palmer. Thanks, guys. Mike. Uh it's it's wonderful to be able to throw the emails your way, Mike. It's wonderful to be able to catch them. Uh <laughs> the first email is from Pedro and he sent us a link to a TikTok video or post. And I clicked on the link and I don't have TikTok, so I can't see that, Pedro. I don't know if anyone oh. else has TikTok. You can explain what happened there. I don't, but I was able to see the thing, I think, on my phone, maybe? That's how I got saw it? Oh. It was like a nostalgic m- montage of uh, Mexican national team players oh, looking nice. happy. And I think the point was that maybe the, men- the Mexican national team is no longer the team that Pedro fell in love with, and mm-hmm. he wishes that but that all those guys were were still the team. And Pedro, I think this just means that you're getting older and <laughs> we all fell in love with soccer when we were like between 14 and 17 and that's the team that you will forever have the most nostalgia for. Yeah. And it's just not, you're never getting that back. It's just, Brian sorry. McBride's not walking yeah. through that door. I was just going to say that. There's Colin. plenty of room on the, on the U.S. men's national team bandwagon to fall in love with a new set of players. And then, you know, when you get discussed with them, Canada will probably be the best team, so you can you can go on to them in five to ten years. Um, I will say, though, Pedro sent in another email last week about Geography Bees, which I was really hoping yes. you guys would do some, some fan fiction, but you did. Pedro asked to not discuss uh, if you were not on the pod, so we respected Pedro's wishes. Yeah, that, that's very, very good of, of us as a podcast. Um, he wanted me to talk about my personal uh, horror story of a geography bee in elementary school. And um, the story is this. Uh, your boy your boy loves maps. He loved maps as a kid. He spent a lot of time looking at maps. I wouldn't even say studying because, like, you don't study watching TV. You just do it because you enjoy it. And that's how I felt about atlases. Just look at them. And... Uh, <laughs> Then I got into, you know, like the, the Geography Bee finals in front of the school, and there was a question about a volcano, a recent volcano in the Caribbean on a Caribbean island. And I just thought, this is a bullshit question. This is this is a, a news question. This is like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a current affairs. That's a current affairs question. Uh and I got it wrong because I don't, you know, I was too busy looking at atlases to be paying attention to the news. <laughs> the answer was Montserrat, in case you were looking for that. I've been there before the Colin's volcanic volcanic eruption. I knew the answer. 
Should have good job, Colin. Should have texted me back in. Yeah, uh, I mean, whatever that I was, ninety eight. Yeah, I didn't know you then, but I if I had and if I'd had a phone, uh, I would have texted you. Uh, but anyway, just it's it was a bullshit question then. It's a bullshit question now. The current <laughs> affairs be it would have been a great question for the current affairs be current <laughs> affairs be. Uh, but that's not what we signed up for. So, am I salty? You know, twenty years later, yes. Absolutely, I'm very sorry. <laughs> the the B is still under protest. Yeah, I mean, you know, shout out to the people who beat me, but they didn't deserve it. The new current <laughs> events and not atlases. Well, they didn't even get that question. They got just regular atlas questions. <laughs> they didn't have to, like, prove it. They didn't have to take, you know, steal no. your question or something. No. That's lame. You know, very lame. The, yeah. I, I filed a protest, which was immediately dismissed. <laughs> I did not actually do that. I, I shook, the hand, shook the hands of the, the people who beat me because I'm a good sport. Wow. But you didn't shake the hands of the judges. Yeah. Just walked no, by. I just, I just looked at them and spit on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you did. Uh, like a couple weeks ago, did, did you guys see that um, Ronaldo like, gave, I think it was Jamie Carragher, Maybe it was Jamie Redknapp. I can't remember who it was. The whoever's on Sky. Definitely a Jamie. Uh, it was definitely a Jamie. Whoever's on Sky, because Ronaldo recently was like, I I keep a notebook of all of the stories about me that are wrong. Psycho. Um, and uh, really the the Jamie <laughs> was saying something about Ronaldo being whatever uh, bad in the locker room and wanting to leave and da 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 da. And the next game, I think it was before, maybe Liverpool. Uh, he ran up to the Sky Sports pregame and like gave everyone a handshake. And Jamie Carragher, Redknapp, I, I think it was Redknapp, uh, turned around to shake Ronaldo's hand, and he just kind of walked right by him and left him on national television, like circling, being awkward. Oh. Oh, it was great. It was great. I hope that's what you did to the judges. I hope you did the. Uh, I hope you and the the question writer both got red cards. You did the the, the Tuchel Conte. You really got into it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I honestly, looking back, I wish I had made more of a scene. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I hadn't been so gracious. I wish I'd been more petty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is my geography B story from fifth grade. Um, Heartbreaking. There it is. I did have to look up the the Caribbean island, so I've I've slightly let it go. Uh, but it was definitely Montserrat. Anyway, uh, moving on, uh, we've got a, a nice set of emails here from Vincent Orozco. Uh, the first one, I think he's coming at Dan here a little bit about yeah, this one about anti-football, or in this case, anti-basketball. He says, do you love Wisconsin basketball like I do? Has Wisconsin played anti-basketball my whole life? Was I not supposed to celebrate and get tremendous joy from the three Final Four appearances I remember like it was yesterday? 2000 Final Four and heading into halftime, telling my brother Ray, we got Michigan State right where we want them with the score 19 to 17. I mean, first of all, Wisconsin <laughs> is absolutely anti-basketball. Yeah. Uh, look, go ahead. Dan. Look, Ray. Uh, this is Vincent, not Ray. I'm sorry. Look, both of you. Listen, both of you. <laughs> both of them. I was watching... Dwayne Dwayne from the rafters of the field house in 96. I actually, I love, I mean, Wisconsin basketball is great. I'm not a huge basketball fan, 
I understand exactly what you're saying. Here's the thing. I'm a fan of Wisconsin basketball. So if they're playing anti-basketball and getting to the final four, I'll celebrate. I'm not a fan of Jose Mourinho or his teams. I'm not a fan particularly of Pep Guardiola or his teams. So if I don't like the way they play, that's fine. I don't have to cheer for them. The, the pure difference is that Wisconsin basketball is generally able to perform over their uh, ability by playing some certain way. And I'm a fan, so I will root for it. Jose Mourinho, in particular, takes a team that should be much better and plays that way. And so he's not making better out of the tools that he's given. He's in some somehow makes them at least less boring, if not less good. So it's, you know, Wisconsin basketball, I see where you're coming from. I don't, I don't think it quite holds up for why I would dislike Jose Mourinho. Unless you're just a fan of, like, you know, the anti-sport, which is yeah. fine. You can be that way. But I, I don't have to. I'm not a fan of that. I didn't grow up going to Wisconsin or, I, you know, going to Jose Mourinho games, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I'm impressed by what he did with Porto. I'm not impressed with what he's done with Chelsea, Inter Milan, uh, Real Madrid, et cetera, Tottenham. et cetera. Right. Tottenham. Right. Tottenham. And now Roma. So, so there you go, Vince. I agree with this 100%. I agree with this 100%. No one is sitting down and like, is and, and they're like, uh, I gotta watch Wisconsin basketball. I can't. Oh yeah. Just in a general. neutral is not. Yeah. No one's like, I'm. I want to watch some Big Ten basketball. That's what I want to watch. Because that's <laughs> what you, but not you're Wisconsin. Go, you're gonna not get, Wisconsin Iowa. I mean, that's what, what you're gonna get is a 19 to 17 game at halftime. Like no one wants. I mean, maybe the ones the ones that are watching it are Wisconsin and Iowa, right? Uh, and it can feel like I feel like we're with like uh, city or you know Mourinho teams that were somehow um, tricked into thinking that uh, this is this is soccer at its peak and I just feel like it isn't it just isn't like I think about the city team this year um, and it takes them 60 minutes for them to just wake up in a game uh, this is, well, Colin's this, about to hurt someone. This drives me crazy about you guys. I, like, I don't the, like the false equivalency between I'm City bored. and Mourinho is insane yeah. to me. No, like, I'm not, City I'm not, I didn't, so no, many, I didn't make that. I'm, not I'm saying, saying I don't. I don't have to appreciate. I'm mostly talking about Mourinho and the anti-football. I don't think City is anti-football, right? But I don't have to appreciate City for some intrinsic reason. Sure. I'm not a fan, and I don't. I wouldn't turn them on in general because. It's not that exciting, but you're you're like like Palmer saying like making a he's make, drawing a comparison between a 1917 Big Ten basketball game, which is not exciting because no one scores, to yeah. City, the team that scores the most and won four to two this weekend in a I big know, comeback. Like I'm not, it, I'm not it, saying like I get that they they had the big comeback. I get that right, but I'm never excited to watch a City game. I think the reason that is, is because City always win, and you don't want them to win. So I'm not excited to watch a Liverpool game either, because Liverpool always win, and I don't want them to win. Not anymore. But, but, (laughs) like, I don't want to watch Liverpool win 9-0. Like, it's not fun for me. But for a true true neutral, you know, maybe 9-0 is fun. But, like, if you're... If you don't really don't care about the Premier League, you're from Portugal. Like whatever, you you don't give a shit, right? But yeah, I mean, 
City, I I don't I really don't get like the Guardiola hate. I mean, I get the uh, if the outcome is predetermined kind of feel like this Barcelona team in 2011 is gonna beat Deportivo Alaves, and it's just not gonna be that fun for me to figure out if they're gonna beat them four zero or six zero. Like mm-hmm. I, I can, I, I get that. And like, maybe some people appreciate it and some people don't, but like the city team is not that good. Like they don't play that tiki taka. They just, you know, pass the ball a little more than the teams you like. They yeah. still score a lot of goals. Yeah. I mean, if we can, you know, slowly move this back to Mourinho, which is what I always <laughs> enjoy doing. Uh, I, you know, first of all, I think you guys were talking about Tuchel last week and how Tuchel's like kind of a Mourinho, but he's like Mourinho if Mourinho had absolutely no fun at all within him. Like, you could bring Mourinho to a party and like he would entertain people, he'd have some funny conversations. You would have to like pull him out of the party after like an hour or two because he would wear out his welcome. But if you bring Tuchel to the party, he's just gonna sit in the corner and mope. And people are going to be like, who's that creepy guy in the corner? Like Mourinho, at least chaotic, is evil. Like a, chaotic evil. Yeah, exactly. He's just a heel. And that's great. And you have to appreciate it. Yes, for that. totally. I also think like, you know, we're talking about Mourinho and like, oh, he just takes these great teams and makes them boring. I mean, maybe, but he really hasn't coached like a good, like a elite team since Chelsea. Respect, Mike. Respect. Five or six Tottenham is going to win the league this year, so respect, <laughs> respect. No, I'm sorry, Ryan. Uh, he was—he's been the most successful manager at United since Alex Ferguson. I will—you can put that on my grave. Uh, and <laughs> that's and, a wild look. If there's one thing, we're putting I mean, it on your true. grave now. I mean, it's true. Just, put it, put it on there. Uh, he won a European competition last week, or last year. Uh, I mean, I feel like Mourinho. Is he like still an elite manager? No, but he's there's a reason he does keep getting jobs because like he knows what he's doing. He is a much more than competent, above average manager who also is incredibly spicy and will ruin maybe one or two of your players. You're, you're <laughs> and, referring, but, wait, the, but the, also the club, like one or two players plus the club. Yeah, he but what clubs of... has he ruined? He he goes into these clubs that are like kind of already train wrecks. That's why and they're, they're hiring all Mourinho. in disarray. They're all in disarray when he leaves. <laughs> but Every they were in disarray when he got there too. I, they don't all make clubs him better. are constantly in he disarray. Does, he doesn't leave it in a better place than it was. What what manager is like? Oh yeah, I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna do four years here, and then I'm just gonna back away and leave this club flying high. Like no one does that. That's not a thing managers do. They go until they get fired because things have become untenable. Claudio he just Ranieri. does that a little bit faster. I, I thought about Ranieri and, and Bielsa, both Bielsa, uh, yeah. the two that I can think of. I, I mean, Bielsa I can't got fired because they, they were going to get they both, got, they both got fired, but uh, you know, they definitely also both left the club in better shape than they inherited the club. Right? I'm still stuck on the they won a European competition, which was the European Conference League. <laughs> That's still he's the, he snuck that I mean, right in under the radar. He's the, he's the only manager to have won all three major European trophies. <laughs> Respect. Check Nobody the, check the tattoos. Special. Check he's the tattoos. Check the tattoos. <laughs> oh. I mostly uh, agree with that Mike take, actually. That's about right for me. It's a fucking great take. Really <laughs> he's a good man. He's a good man. 
Uh, all right, can we move on, or do we want to talk great. about I, Mourinho and I have nothing. More? Yeah, it's Roll. fine. Okay. Uh, next thing from Vincent. Uh, oh, by the way, he also says, he quotes Thierry Henry. He says, if you tell me you love football and you don't like Barcelona football, we have a problem. I, so we, might ha- we might have a problem. That's fine. Thierry, I've, I've got a problem like with Thierry Henry. That, that's fine. That, that Thierry Henry has a problem he's, with Dan. He's now. like ready to throw <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you he made outside now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dan's in Thierry Henry's notebook. Got it. Move on. <laughs> um, Raymond wants to point out that, that his kids play for the Milwaukee kickers, not the Brookfield kickers. Point taken. Don't, don't yeah. get it twisted. Much better uh, team. He, he Much also better loved this question. Uh, do you guys remember what your pregame meal was in youth playing days? Night before pasta. Yeah, I mean we did yeah. a lot of pasta pasta feeds. I don't I don't think I had like a pregame meal, but I do remember my dad somehow convinced me that dried apricots were instant energy. <laughs> and so I would have this dried apricots before like a soccer game or a basketball game and uh one of my teammates at one point was like, what are you eating? And I was like, oh, they're dried apricots. Apparently they're instant energy. And like halfway through the game, this was in basketball, we're sitting on the bench and uh, my teammate looks over at me. He's like, hey, you got any of that instant energy? You got any of that instant energy? At the time, I did not have the dried apricots on me. Um, <laughs> you got to keep that thing on. <laughs> <laughs> keep them in the waistband. Yeah. Uh, in your socks. <laughs> Um, yeah, with the, I agree. Whoever said uh, pasta feeds, they're definitely. In, I feel like uh, it's a high school soccer thing to have the oh, team yeah. over. You know, blah blah blah. Uh, there was one kid uh, who was like, had just barely made the varsity one of these years when I wasn't any good in high school soccer either. So I'm not trying to talk shit about this position of being like the lowest man on the varsity and not really paying attention. But he wasn't. He was like maybe second or third up on the year. And he wasn't really paying attention to the fact that everyone did, it was like pasta dinner, actually pasta. And he was like the wealthiest kid on the team too. Like, you know, the kind of person where you, you'd see the address and you're like, oh shit. Um, Such Shorewood, <laughs> Shorewood money. I mean, the address he's, is he's right on the shore. The, the address is on Lake Drive. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember that that pasta dinner was everyone gets a full rack of ribs. That's such a bad thing. It's just a really funny thing to give like 25, (laughs) 15 to 18 year olds. A full rack. Not mad about it though. Not not semi truck backed up. Not a single high school boy was mad about it. What kind of sides are we talking about? I can't remember. How did you play the next day? I just remember being like, yeah, what is this? This is everyone's dope. guts. I mean, this everybody, everybody slept great that night, though. Everybody got a full like 12 hours yeah. of sleep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They all had the itis. Everyone's falling asleep at the dinner table. God, so good. Yeah. Mike, you got to have some peanut butter and jellies in there. I feel like you're a big I mean, peanut butter and jelly guy. Pre-game meals I mean, yeah, it's just all pastas. I don't know. I mean, I was eating a lot of peanut butter and jellies. I ate a lot of bagels uh, as a kid in general. Like a bagel breakfast was a pregame meal. I mean, that was just happening game or no game. When I when I coached, I would bring uh, oranges, obviously for halftime, and uh, bagels, peanut butter, and and bananas. Nice. That was their the the pregame meal for the, for the for the players. I was waiting for you to uh, 
talk about some weird things you do with pickles, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> We're beyond that. We're beyond that. <laughs> Moving on. That was an old timer. That was an old timeline. That's I'm, we're putting that on your gravestone. <laughs> I'd be happy to. I'd be happy to have that on my gravestone. Yeah. Here lies yeah. Ryan Palmer. He did weird shit with with pickles. <laughs> Husband, father, son did weird shit with pickles. <laughs> <laughs> stuff uh send us in your your best pickle stories listeners yeah yeah please <laughs> um did you ever eat pickles as a pregame meal how weird did you get with pickles <laughs> what's your favorite thing to pickle i didn't mm. even realize that you could pickle things that weren't cucumbers until i oh. was like 18 a little quick pickle amazing love it, love it. um okay last vincent email uh, he just kind of listed off a bunch of guys, young athletes who flamed out. Freddie Dew comes to mind. A lot of others, Luke Shaw, Deli Ali, uh, and then this both, is really both coach by Mourinho. Both <laughs> coached by Mourinho. Pure coincidence. Other players coached by Mourinho. Um, I don't know. Samuel Eto, he's great. Uh, I don't know. Eden Hazard. Who's naming? He's good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is really what I wanted to bring up. There's a really good podcast about Freddie by Grant Wall. Uh, oh, damn. He said, where he said, I think this is Freddie, he would have been a better player if only he would have stayed at Benfica. Uh, I think most of these players did get a second chance and for whatever reason did not live up to their full potential. I think there's an internal struggles or a bigger factor than their coach was. I mean, I didn't even realize I, I was saying that until it came out of my mouth, but it does make sense when you think about Mourinho. And then my favorite part, uh, did you guys know Grant Wall was hired by Sports Illustrated to write stories about college basketball? Dan? I think I knew that because half of the stuff that he puts out is about his personal biography. So <laughs> I think I probably knew that. I'm uh, in uh, Grant Wall's notebook. It's yeah, Dan's in a lot of notebooks. It's yeah. on the record. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a big Grant Wall fan. Uh, I... It didn't get captured there in uh, Mike's summary, but the Sam Oakey reference was appreciated. Sam Oakey probably playing with uh, Dwayne Dwayne back in the day in the field house. So I liked that a lot. Thank you, Vincent. Luke Shaw, is he a young player that flamed out? He's no, had a he's good fine. career. He's 27. Not sure. He was never that high either. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> was Freddie Adu ever that high? I mean, other than like the height uh, machine. Yeah, the hype I mean, machine. The, the hype it machine was a hype machine. Going crazy. Yeah. And I feel Is like Delhi had like, I don't know, a good two, three years. And then. I mean, Freddie. Did... Is, Is Luke Shaw going to the World Cup? Like he went, he was in the England squad for the Euros. Yeah. What was that last year? So he's probably going to the World Cup. So I would say his career is going just fine. So. The comment that Freddie Adu would be a better player if he stayed at Benfica, uh, he was loaned out of Benfica. Probably not his decision. And also, do we really think that he didn't have a chance or something? He went to 12-ish teams yeah, after Benfica. It's everywhere. not like he just couldn't find a fit. Right. He, he, there were lots of fits. None of them worked. Yeah. 
the the story at the Philadelphia Union was uh, very, you know, like exactly what you'd expect. Bigger than the club. Uh, did not train. Did not train hard. Didn't care. Uh, you know, had a couple of good games. Mostly didn't show up. So, and that was like pretty freaking late in his career, right? Like he was yeah. late twenties and had been through the second division in Greece or something at that point, like he had already fallen and he still wasn't putting in the work. So I think it's a deep seated issue for that guy, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. You th- I mean, I mean if you think about like um, the flip side of that coin of that story, I guess would be like Landon Donovan, right. Who went to Munich and you could say flamed out at Munich but then came back to the MLS and was insanely successful. You know, he had his his uh, trials and tribulations, right? Like there was the time where he just decided to quit soccer and go to Laos or whatever. Go to Laos or Philippines, wherever he went. Cambodia, pretty Cambodia. sure. Cambodia. Um, but you know, like was able to kind of work his way back into uh, a, a European football team with with Everton, and you know. Uh, is in great standing there. Like, maybe it's just work rate. Maybe, I don't know. But I, it sounds like that's kind of the flip side of the Freddie Adu story. I mean, like, it, it's like, like he's looking at Benfica like, man, that was my chance. And if I would have just worked harder or something at Benfica, then maybe my story would have been different. But. I don't know. I can't say I haven't listened to the, to the podcast. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into right. guys not being successful. So, I mean, maybe he didn't have a good work rate or maybe he did. I don't know. I, I yeah. feel like at the end of the day, the 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 thing people have in common that uh, like who, who aren't successful professional athletes is like they're just not good enough and like the reasons they're not good enough could be they're not skilled enough, their work rate isn't good enough, whatever. Like, they could just have personal issues that distract them that are, you know, no fault of their own. But, like, it's really fucking hard to be a professional athlete. And uh, yeah. I don't know. It's no no shame if you're not one. What, uh, As what a path? professional athlete. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it. You don't carry that, the what? yoke of the uh, non-professional. I let it go. What path do we see, do we see Pulisic traveling down? I mean, he is. I, I, my opinion on him, and and this is consistent with like the. I hope Tuchel never plays him until the World Cup. Is yeah. like he is what he is now. Uh, I think the world understands what he is. So, I don't see him going down the Delhi Ali road. Road either, right? Like maybe Gio Reyna could. That could happen. I don't think that about Gio Reyna really, but like that could happen to Gio Reyna. Um, but I think Pulisic. You know, has been at this level for six, seven, how long now? He was 18 right. when he broke through, right? 17, 18 years old. So he's been doing this for a while. He's, whether he's always going to be at a super club, I don't know. Like he could find a better, we've talked about how he maybe would be a bit good fit with Leeds or whatever. And yeah, yeah, like that could be his story that he ends up playing um, at uh, Bayer Leverkusen or I don't know, whatever, pick a, a club of that level for eight years and that's the end of his career. But I think he'll be a pretty good European soccer player 
until he's too old to be a pretty good European soccer player. So there, there's no podcast that says, you know, man, if only oh, I would have stayed, stayed at Dortmund. At Dortmund. No. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think he's, he's good enough that, like, it, maybe that would be the case if he never got a chance at Chelsea. Like, he never broke through, in, like, you know, the same way that some of the guys you were talking about last week, which you left out uh, Kevin De Bruyne as one of the Ch- Chelsea guys who, like, basically didn't get a chance. Romelu Lukaku yeah. is another one, too. Didn't get a chance the first time and then went on loan to West Brom and Everton. Uh, if that was his story and then he fell off because he didn't get to break through in, in England, like to get on the field, then yeah. But he's been on the field and played pretty well at spurts, but you know, also not set the world on fire. So he's just a pretty good soccer player. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a very good chance that Pulisic could go a Deli Ali route. Like he's super injury prone. Uh, he's had kind of one very good half season at Chelsea. Other than that, I would say like he hasn't really put together much at the club level. It's all kind of been like potential. I mean, Deli Ali just pulled it up. He had 18 Premier League goals in one season. Like that's that's fucking crazy. Yeah, we were talking about he him was like so good with, that year. We were yeah. talking to him like he had that Real goal Madrid. of the year that year too. Yeah, I got one where he flicks it up. Yeah, yep. He was and, so good that year. Yeah, I mean, and he had a couple of years where he had, he had 10, 18, 9 Premier League goals three years in a row. So I feel like Pulisic has not hit those heights. So he's a there's no player, reason. Though. Yeah, he's, he's a different player, but he's also an attacking player. And his yeah. numbers aren't as good as... But he's not playing like Deli Ali was playing either. Yeah, but my point is, Christian Pulisic's season, his seasons have been consistent with what he is, right? His, right. Since 1617, I'm going to read you his appearances and goals. 29-3, 32-4, Then he gets moved to the Premier League. 25-9, 27-4, 22-6. It's yeah. the same every year, right? Like, Yeah, he's not lighting the world on fire. He's not lighting There's the nothing. world on fire. He's a, pretty, yeah. he's a pretty damn good winger. He gets a move to Chelsea even though he wasn't scoring buckets of goals at Dortmund. That's not what he does, right? Like, I don't know. If you're expecting something different from him after he's – done six straight seasons of the same thing. Like, oh, that's I, on I'm you. not expecting him to score like 20 goals a season. I'm just saying there's certainly a scenario where in three years he's playing in, you know, Belgium. I mean, I guess there's a scenario for like that for every player, but he's had between 20 and 32 not for appearances. Me, for I will not be playing in Belgium. <laughs> I don't. I mean, that would be a good scenario for you. I mean, I don't know. You get transferred yeah, for your it. job. It's a like men's a, league in Belgium. Over 35 league uh, Belgium's fourth <laughs> tier. I would absolutely. The fourth tier of over 35 leagues. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, maybe three or four years. But there's definitely at least one club between him and Belgium. Because sure. there's some right. super sure. club that's going to take a flyer on him. Yeah. Juventus does this all the time when guys are out of contract. Bayern, like I mentioned last week, is the type of club that kind of brings these guys in. But even so in England, he's got one, like... Yeah, Everton right. brings in every Manchester United, United player. Well, like exactly, but I mean, I think the next club could just as easily be Everton as opposed to like it could be Bayern Munich, and I would be surprised. I also wouldn't be surprised if he went to Leeds. Like, so it's kind of like I, what, what's his trajectory? I think it's. I think he's got one more super club before he drops the le- his the club level. I don't think anyone just would be- call Everton a super club, but I appreciate that, Dan. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think his next spot is Leeds or Everton. I think his next spot is Juventus or uh, Manchester United, which is a super club, whether or not they're playing like it currently, et cetera, et cetera. 
I because he's shown in glimpses that there's something there and somebody will think that they can get a deal out of it and right. get something out of him. And it'll take another spot, right? An, another fit that doesn't work before it's like, all right, never mind. This guy's had his chance. I think I think he's got one more. For sure. I uh, totally spot. agree. Anyway. Anyway. Talk about Pulisic a lot. Yeah. Soccer thread at gmail.com. Send us your pickle stories. <laughs> uh premier league another good weekend in the premier league uh several good games to talk about liverpool drop nine on bournemouth colin totally uninterested in this one huh yeah i watched <laughs> i watched the uh full like highlights uh yeah of the premier league like the whole weekend you know where it's like one big video and this one i was like just make it be over just make it be yeah. over it's all these different goals like every goal it's not like they were doing one thing to score repeatedly where you're like, oh, this is a tactical. They found the. Yeah. yeah. No, it was just like shanked cross. Oh, finds Firmino. <laughs> puts that in. Uh, Van Dyke header. You know, this thing, everything just going in. Th- uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold had a thunderbolt. Okay, yeah, fine. Like every just fucking shit, man. Just <laughs> not, not much fun to watch. I, I, you know, I want them to be bad this year. So. Yeah, well, they're gonna they be. Have been. Yeah, right. They have been. Guy. So I, I want them. You know, I had my hopes up Continue. for them to be bad. Yeah. yeah, we're bad. So it'd be great if they were too. No, well, they're still only in ninth. Yeah, I, I mean, saw, goal differential. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't I saw, get you more points. They're uh, only three points above Everton in the table. <laughs> they're right there. And Klopp, Klopp has reached his his shelf life. He's uh, seven years at a club, and they and they collapse. So. Love Has he left them in a better place than he found them? Absolutely <laughs> not, I would say. <laughs> if he left right now in ninth place, I suppose probably not. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyone else on this one? I mean, it's just embarrassing for Bournemouth, I think is basically my takeaway. I saw some of these highlights and thought that it looked like they, at some point, how many do you need to give up before you're just like, man, this like, I don't care. I'm not putting in that tackle. I'm not going to press. I'm not whatever. Right. Four, five. So, like, at some point, the final five goals are just meaningless. Uh, City with another comeback win. Palmer's unimpressed that they can't play for the first 60 minutes. I just, I mean, I like, the more I think about what Colin's point was is, is, is that it, there is a inevitability to, to City. Right, like, and that's likely why I I don't like watching them play. It's just because it it feels like they just don't struggle. Um, and this isn't a, a perfect example of it, right? They even scored on themselves here. Uh, the first goal was a John Stones own goal. Um, they go down two zero with like sixty minutes left to play. And they win four to two. Like there's just like there's an inevitability to the city winning or or drawing from from losing positions that you just don't like. It was the same last week. I feel like they were down one or two zero at some point and came back to draw. To draw. Um, and three one. I think they were down. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it is like it just it's an inevitability and they just don't start playing until you know the last minute and if you if you think about like barcelona at their peak it was never like that like they it 
didn't ever feel like they had to chase a game. They would just tiki-taka it around the entire game and then score. They just kill it off from the first yeah, minute. Right. I, I, this is why I find the City team so compelling. They're yeah. absolutely you're right. You're absolutely right. They are a cat playing with their food. And, yeah. like, it's, like, it's so, for a neutral, it's so fun to watch. Like, it's, will they draw or will they win? I don't know, but they're going to score. Like, there's yeah. no way Palace wins when, this game 2-0. to zero. Like, that is not going to happen. When I saw 2-0, that's, yeah, that's when I'm interested. Yeah, exactly. I'm not interested yeah. in this game until they're losing by two. Then I'm like, oh, this will be fun. But they do that, right, uh, compared to yeah. the Barcelona tw- 2011 or whoever you want to sure. say. Um, the one thing I will say last week I thought was an interesting discussion you guys had um, about this team was the question of whether Holland fits or not, um, <laughs> which I the I've watched to like more than just like the goals. This team now twice, um, the first week and this week. I watched some of those games, and uh, that was the first maybe maybe not the first times, but uh, I haven't watched a ton of Erling Holland besides highlights. But what he does yeah. really really fucking well is receive the ball. Yeah, and like the he makes the space. I mean, he's fast and whatever, but he he makes the space, and also you saw it on the on the last goal. He he like holds this guy off. Oh my god! Like it like, was nothing. Like he like was, was nothing. nothing. And like a lot of guys just don't wouldn't do it. We just wouldn't do it. They take they go down or wouldn't be able to 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 hold him off or whatever. Um, but that's like so w- savvy, so strong, and he's whatever. It was 16 like years old, whatever. I don't he, know, nineteen, he, whatever he is. But he brushed the guy off. On his back, he was on his back. Yeah, and just he had no right to even him see the guy. I know he brushed him off as if someone had opened a door in the stadium. Like it wasn't a big deal for him. The yeah. guy just like melted off of it. It was insane. I, the thing is, is I just really don't want to be on the on the Holland train. But he's fucking. He's good. He's, he's so good. Fucking good. He's good. I mean, good. I'm just saying. The train is leaving the station, whether you're on it or not. Yeah, <laughs> he is such a good. Right. He is such a good receiver of the ball. And they yeah. have all the good passers. They've just been stocking up on yeah. good passers. Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Silva, who Silva. Mike doesn't like, uh, you know, Gundogan, Gundogan. Who, who played that yeah. ball. Like, yeah. I just don't see a way I, that he doesn't score. I just I mean, want to clarify. Hurt, I think but, like, Silva's score. a good player, but I don't like him. Respect him as an athlete. I respect. respect. Uh, I listened to an interview with Eunice Musa this week. as on the Men and Blazers, whatever feed. Uh, one interesting thing he said about coming to the U.S. Men's National Team. I think the question was like, how hard is it to to blend in on the field and figure out how to fit? And he said, it's really easy. You just figure out what people are good at, and then you try to facilitate them doing the good thing that they're good at. God, I love that. So you can imagine Holland coming into this team and all these guys being like. Oh, he just he wants us to play him the ball. We yeah. love to play people the ball. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You can see that that like that kind of mindset where like I'm gonna put him in positions that he wants to be in. What, That's sir, awesome. What does he want to do? I'll tell you what he wants to do every time. Run towards the goal and you play him the ball and then he scores. That's what he's thinking yeah. every time you right. have the ball, Kevin. Like he's like, I want to run towards the goal and then you're gonna play it to me and I'm gonna score. Like he's just a whatever, like a wide receiver, just like I'm going, I'm going for the end zone. Doesn't matter if it's a cross, whatever. Deep route every time. Deep route every time. Just hit me. And yeah, he's fucking huge, fast, and silky. So fuck. he also does seem like the kind of wide receiver who, no matter who he's up against, he would be like mismatch, like ISO over here. <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah. he's prime, uh, you know, year whatever that was, 
year two or three of his career, Randy Moss in, yeah. in Minnesota, yeah. where it's just yeah. like, who's who's going to guard this guy? Doesn't matter where the ball is. Yeah. Just yeah. give it to him. There was like a, I feel like there was an Instagram post or something. I can't remember exactly, but uh, Holland had taken a picture of the meal that he was eating. And, and De Bruyne commented below something to the point of like, you're lucky I brought you that meal or uh, <laughs> let me know next time I'll bring you your plate or something. Just like, yeah, he's... He, they get it, yeah. He, yeah. Getting fed. Yeah. Just getting fed. Yep. Uh, Holland with six goals. Mike, how many goals is he going to score this year? Uh, I'll say 34. I'm looking up the goals record now. More it's or less. Right. very low in the Premier League. It's it's like I feel like in in other leagues it's like forty to fifty, and in the Premier League it's like somewhere in the thirties. Yeah, feel low 30s. 30, 34 in a forty-two match season, thirty-two in a thirty-eight match season. All right, so, so I you're, say he's break the record. You're you're saying he's gonna break the record. I mean, he only needs what twenty-eight more, basically. There, <laughs> he's on pace. Basically he's on there. pace. Um, can I can I do my um Pep Guardiola bit? about press conferences yeah <laughs> please that's, god that's like this prime soccer thread podcast pep guardiola <laughs> bit about press conferences jesus so, christ how are we so, taking this long to get to this yeah well uh, you know you have to you have to uh i i did tease this little text there yesterday um so in guardiola's conference yesterday he's he said uh, after the game so they won they came back he said we have to improve we are soft in some departments and so this made me think of one of my favorite sport gifts, our favorite sporting gifts, which is the Kobe soft gif. Yeah. And it also made me think about how just soccer media, I think it may be English media, but I think it's just all soccer media. They take these little quotes from coaches and they tend to, to uh, take them out of context or blow them out of proportion. So, you know, like Guardiola will say like, oh, we're soft. And then the headline will be like, Guardiola says his team is the softest of all time or something like that. <laughs> and so in this world that we live in, where we're, we are moving towards just a gift based society of communication. I yeah. think that coaches should start answering questions by just like searching in a little gift player. And then there's just a, sc- <laughs> a screen behind them and it just plays the gift. So like yesterday, you know, Pep gets a question of like, Pep, you know, your team came back from down how does it feel? And he can just do a quick search like David Beckham, tough times. Play the deck. <laughs> David Beckham, you won't go through tough Sometimes times. It's about coming through that. You have to go through that. Sometimes you have to go through that. And then he can also, you know, Pep, how do you feel about your team? Just search soft, plays the Kobe soft gift. And then I'm just <laughs> imagining in the articles, like the, the, the writer is like, when Pep was asked how his team, how his team was playing, he posted the Kobe soft gift, and then it's just like a link to the Kobe soft gift. Is he allowed to use uh, gifts of himself? Very happy, very happy. That would be incredible. It would yeah. be so yeah, good. Two times. Yeah. How and, many goals were we down? Two. I would, I would love him like talking to his communications people, like, "Hey, I need you to gift this thing that happened yesterday." Or gift this. This thing that happened, blah blah blah, and then like the players, the players could start creating their own gifts that they would try and get their managers to use. Into, like, yeah, I love. There's just a lot of potential here. I would want Pep to use only Mourinho gifts, though. Like, 
Beautiful. Incredible. <laughs> That'd be so good. That would be amazing. I'm ready for it. Oh, man. Uh, Arsenal win again. They're perfect. Top of the league. Palmer, how happy are you about this? Is the table even published? Four games. We, we're right in that gray zone. It's got to yeah. be close. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Yeah. Tottenham win. Uh, in the end, kind of never in doubt. Maybe a little bit uh, nervous for a while, but 2-0. Kane should have had another. He had a penalty saved. Uh, Palmer, maybe you want to talk about it. Really, I want to talk about Nottingham Forest shirt sponsor, though. <laughs> bring, bring red and bring a white as a back backup. Put keep a white in your bag. Yeah. How many more penalties does Dean Henderson have to save before he uh, unseats uh, the Everton goalie for England's number one, whatever his name is, Pickford? Yeah. Is there any any concern there that uh, there's a question around that, England number one for the World Cup? It seems like a very English name. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's a, for real though, Nottingham Forest shirt sponsorship. I guess the reason they don't have one is because they don't have a bid that matches what they think the value of that space is or something. So that it's better to leave it open as an advertisement for sponsors to come and get it or something. Can we put in a cheeky bid? I, I feel like Saint didn't Saints a couple years ago not have a shirt sponsor, or did they just not? Barca have a... even played without one for a while, didn't well, they? Barca, or like on their Champions League. Power is it? Barca did <laughs> it for years, yeah. But Barca that like was kept more it clean like for a, years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. It was like a statement. Yeah. Uh, so here's my real question: Why wouldn't Nottingham Forest donate that space to charity in the meantime? Get a bunch of goodwill, you know, whatever. Uh, I think it's still serves the point that they don't have a paying sponsorship and so anyone can come in with a proper bid. But leaving it blank seems seems silly. This is the kind of great advice you would get for a very small fee. Yeah, I mean, I think that the only concern is that uh, you know, companies aren't paying that much attention. It's <coughs> it, it brings more attention when it's like there's nothing there than it's, wait, 
did that charity actually pay them? Because UNICEF paid Barcelona, so true. Maybe they're paying them. Blah blah blah. Oh, I gotta look that up and see that they're you know. So yeah, but the Qatar Foundation, I think, actually put like in theory a charity. Yeah, exactly. Shit like that. Right. right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Aston Villa. I said I was worried about last week. Still look like they're in trouble. Not looking good against West Ham. But West Ham gets some points. Congratulations, George. Uh, I didn't see anything from that game. Did you guys? I actually watched part of this game, and the commentators kept saying it was a really bad game. I thought it was all right. But uh, the the real comment I have is that West Ham was wearing all black, and Mikel Antonio came on with just the cleanest white shoes ever, and it just <laughs> felt like Ooh. a throwback to when we were kids and the flashy players played in white. And just the contrast between the all black and the white not having some stupid like yellow or green or pink shoes. I was just like, oh God, that looks so good. And that's that's what I have from this game. This is this is your equivalent of uh Pedro's nostalgic TikTok though. Yeah. <laughs> to you, it's because white shoes were so hot when you were sixteen. That's yeah. why they didn't anything to you. I could have never worn them. I was not that kind of no. player. I will be in the Belgium fourth tier men's league though. <laughs> I feel like Ryan Palmer maybe could could have worn white shoes in goal. I can see it. That's I think he was flash. I also wore white shoes <laughs> in goal. I had some white Val Sports. Ooh, maybe. Uh, don't don't make me just start naming off uh shoe companies that no longer exist that I <laughs> saw on Eurosport. Or, right yeah. Yep. yeah. Eurosport exactly. clearance section, baby. Yep. Uh Everton score a goal, Colin. You never thought they would. They scored a goal. Stunning uh, stuff. Couldn't hang on to the lead, Duh. but got a got a point. I mean, we're going down. We're going down. Anthony Gordon. I don't know if he'll get moved uh, to Chelsea or not before the the window's over. But he's he's a young Christian Pulisic, if you ask me. He's a a player who they want to play. <laughs> Can as you a define 10. what that means? Yeah. <laughs> they want to play as a ten. Uh, he is not like nice to watch. Uh, you know, skilled on the ball. Doesn't produce a lot of end product. Uh, did in this game, and that might get him moved to Chelsea because <laughs> they're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But he'll score four goals a year for the next uh, however long, but be a nice guy player to watch. It's funny that you're like, he's a young Christian Pulisic, and he's like two years younger than Pulisic. <laughs> yeah, probably. <true. laughs> uh, other points of interest, we can talk about them or not. Leeds lose to to Brighton and Hove Albion, who as we kind of mentioned last week, seemed to be consistently pretty good. So maybe it's not a terrible loss. This was another game I actually watched. Yes, I actually watched two soccer games in one weekend. That's yeah. why I'm on a soccer podcast. Uh, I was mostly just watching Aronson and Adams, and uh, they both looked pretty solid. I feel like Aronson, uh, you know, the knock on him for me was, like, obviously great hustle player and, like, good intangibles, but, like, couldn't really – beat players one-on-one but he was he was dribbling out there i feel like his dribbling has really improved uh to a point where like he may be actually dangerous just getting the ball in space so i was excited by that from a u.s men team perspective yeah i think he's growing into the i totally agree with you uh on the aronson carrying the ball has been better than i thought in these past whatever four weeks uh and it's kind of like and more from the perspective of like uh he seems more decisive maybe than he has at the national team level. Uh, he just like kind of turns and goes a lot of the time, and that works because he has that burst of pace. Um, 
So I, th- I think that's maybe clear instructions from the manager, but um, or maybe just maturity to say, look, it, it doesn't work when I like slow it down and face a guy up. Palmer, I thought you were going to say something. Hence the long pause. Nah, nah. Uh, Chelsea get a win, two one against Leicester. Uh, early red card for Chelsea. They score both their goals after the red card. Uh, don't have much to say about this. Pulisic again not starting gets fifteen or whatever at the end. Uh, we've talked about kind of that situation for him ad nauseum. So I'm not sure we have to get into it. I the. Uh yeah. It's true. You said it last week. They continue to show they they can't pick up points. Um, I, the the red card seemed unnecessary. It was two yellow cards. It was. Uh, I just wondered if it showed some indiscipline from. I don't even remember the name of the player. This Gallagher. kind of young midfielder. Yeah. Uh, more than I think it it makes me worry about Gallagher or about like uh something very specific the it makes me wonder if it's another indication that Tuchel doesn't have the kind of control of this team that he would or is able to maintain the discipline or drill into these guys that uh I don't know just maybe it's just my reading because of the conversation we had about Tuchel last week um but I saw it and just kind of wondered But he sets the team up. He had, you know, the pregame, all that. Like, just the if the mood in the team is such that some young player is picking up two yellow cards in the first half, that just seems like not ideal. Or maybe it's maybe it's just a young player being. Dumb. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a little bit much. Like, well, we were talking about uh, you got to go fruit at Beckham. Like, are you, do you remember who the manager of of that? version of england was and and like were you blaming them because beckham kicked out at simeone like can we take bets sven goran eric yeah that's who i would think it is too but you know i don't know like that's a little bit much for me i think uh be like oh yeah this this manager is responsible for the action the like immaturity level of a 22 year old or whatever he's yeah that's fair he's just going through that <laughs> just gif it. Should w- can we just do a podcast that's just gif responses? <laughs> I'm I'm ready for it. <laughs> all right. Uh anything else guys? That's that's all we had jotted down here. Thanks Cliff. Thanks Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. Bye guys. I'm recording. I've been recording.
Well, that's just good for you. I'm okay. recording. I'm hitting the record button. I'm just excited. I'm excited. Oh, my audio is great. Spicy like a hot dish. Ooh, I love a hot dish. Three, two, one. All right. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Yes. You, you need to stop apologizing every time you say something on the podcast. I need you to believe in yourself. <laughs>